Hello and welcome to part two of our What Happened When series with Joan Borowski as we discuss her 20 years here at the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia chapter. Uh, you can look at many of our past almost 100 podcasts on our website and on, on uh, Podbean on new, and subscribe on iTunes, all at ALS Philadelphia. Please subscribe and share and let people know about all of our stories and follow more of those stories on social media, especially YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at ALS Philadelphia. Uh, in case you can't listen to the whole podcast, make sure to get your seats for our gala on November 9th at V with the Hooters and Mitch album. You can get your tickets at www.alsphiladelphia.org gala as we celebrate our 40th anniversary. And because it's our 40th anniversary and we're discussing Joan Borowski's 20th anniversary, she's been here for half of the time of the chapter and it's been a pretty um, busy 20 years in her life here. So we're going to talk more about her stories right now. Joan? I'm uh, sorry you had to hold your breath for a Okay. I want to start with... You can with... see the, the, the sound went up and down as you started to scream. Oh, I can't look at that. It looks like a heart monitor. Um, then don't look. I want to start with wine. We used to have... We're not drinking it. No, we're not drinking it here. But we used to have these wine tastings, and they were so awesome. But you have to team up with a, a wine organization. We had an Australian wine tasting, a Sonoma wine tasting, a Napa wine tasting. And these were so much fun. But there was always somebody who had a little bit too much. And for some reason, it seemed to be my job, which is pretty funny if you think about it, to keep that person at bay. So um, just that's a good visual to begin with. I just want to talk about a couple of the events in which I was involved that really helped us raise a lot of money. Why am I talking about money so much? Because well, you are a development person. I'm it. a development person, and at the end of the day, we cannot provide these incredible patient programs and support research without the money. Where do we get the money? We get the money from individual donors, organizations, grants, um, events. Have I covered it all pretty much? <clears throat> I mean, we get individual donations online, yeah. too, which we didn't do before. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Once the internet came up, boom. Right now, and I can be contested on this, the vast majority of our donations come in online. That hasn't given us less work because we still want to thank every single person. And that's really what I want to do. I want to thank every single person who's listening to this podcast and enduring my 20 minutes of rants and raves. But I, on a very serious note, there has never been a day where I walked up those steps into this office that I didn't want to be here, where I didn't think that I was touching someone's life in a positive way. What more could anyone ask for in a job? It's really an amazing feeling, and I am not alone. We have... Well over, we have over 35 people who are employed by this organization, and I think they all feel that way. Maybe not every moment of every day, but for the most part, absolutely. When you can touch someone's life, that's the best kind of job to it have. It is nice to go to work and feel like it's worth going to work. That's, yep. I mean, it's, it's a, something you don't so, get a lot of a job. So what have you done okay, that back, really made okay. it worth coming to work? Oh, Aside my, from being part of this podcast. Okay, I said I was going to go on events, but let me start with what I love to do the most, and that's right. I have gotten to write a lot of stories about ALS families. Mm -hmm. I have had so much fun writing about Ellen Phillips and her family. Ellen, um, way back when, became involved with the chapter, 
And she was not the actual founder. That was Felice Wiener, who sadly we lost to ALS last year. But Ellen definitely propelled us, and we would not be the organization we are today without her. Is it incomparable? Incomparable spirit, zest, longevity, persistence, and basically love that got us to where we are today. Um, so I love to write about ALS pioneers and people who really changed the course of this organization. Um, let's see. Some of those people, Dale Scheimer, he started the Marjorie Scheimer Equipment Loan Program. I always thought that Dale was really conservative and straight. I mean, he's from Indiana. We're he, all three we don't talk about He is straight. We don't talk about homosexuality. <laughs> no, but... Dale, That's not that kind of Dale's a lot more than that. He's a great guy. And he actually used to go to one of our clinics and meet all the patients and help them out and make them feel at home there. There are just a lot of Dale Shimers out there. The Lodish family, Len and Susan, they're great people. And I could tell you a million Lodish stories. They do this bike ride for the chapter. Now, they started around the same, doing that the same time around you started. Right? Uh, they're in their 22nd year now. They just finished. So was that one of the first one. things you did was the Lotus bike ride? Yes. And one of my favorite Lotus bike rides was when they went to South Africa. Now, understand. Now, explain what the Lotus bike ride is. Okay, okay. They started out. Len's cousin, Dr. Jules Lotus, had ALS. And in his honor at the time, unfortunately, Jules passed away. He was in... Uh, an oncologist who actually wrote a book telling people how to care for people with ALS, passed away in 2008. But Len and, St Len and Susan thought, what can we do? Len is a professor at Wharton School of University of Pennsylvania. He teaches about entrepreneurship. Susan is a theater producer. They're very active in the Wynwood, Pennsylvania community. Mm -hmm. And they do these tandem bike rides every year. They ride unassisted. All their paraphernalia is on their bikes, and they have gone everywhere from China to France to South Africa to Israel through Canada. They went this year from Niagara Falls to Cornwall, Ontario. The best picture is South Africa. Absolutely. There is a tiger biting Len's backside in South Africa. What these people have done in the name of ALS is above and beyond. Um, There's so many other great families just like theirs. The Mackler family, I got to go to the very first Scott Mackler MD-PhD 5K run walk back when I started, and they're still doing this, and now his children... Noah and Alexandra are advancing the chapter's mission by continuing this um, run every year in Delaware. This year it's at the end of October. And Harvey, Scott's brother, is one of the most amazing brothers I know, and he still supports this organization as well. So let's think about some fun events that I've gotten to attend Without a doubt, the one thing that propelled this walk from a million-dollar organization to a 
$3 million organization in 2002, a $5 million organization in 2006, and to where it is today would be the Walk to Defeat ALS. There are currently seven Walk to Defeats ALS, and my favorite Walk to Defeat ALS that shows the spirit of our walkers was when we had a walk at the Allentown Business School, and we still have a Lehigh Valley walk. It's now not at the Allentown Business School. It's at the Iron Pig Stadium, and Iron Pigs, incidentally, are an affiliate of the Phillies. And it was a hurricane, an absolute hurricane. And the truck that we were driving that had all what our... What was this? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. Okay. It was a long time ago. I'm going to say about 15 years ago. Right. I don't know. I was trying to think of what hurricane it could have been. It was a hurricane. It had a name. And that, <laughs> they all do. And that truck got completely submerged in water. And we had an employee here who was devastated by this. And who wouldn't be? Well, he was particularly devastated that he made it his job to individually take out about 700 t-shirts and set them out all over the Allentown Business School to dry so that the walkers could each have a sopping wet t-shirt. But we get there and we're thinking nobody in their right mind is going to walk in this hurricane. We finally arrived there. Don't you know that those people who were able to arrive and were not submerged underwater, and there were easily three to 400 people there, they walked outside in that hurricane in the spirit of curing ALS and in honor of all those who's, um, who were affected by the disease. And that says a uh, a whole lot. And a lot of those people are still involved today, like Holly Bennett was there. Holly Bennett started others. that walk, and Wendy Barnes, who um, works at the Lehigh Valley Clinic, Dr. Glenn Mackin at the Lehigh Valley Clinic. A lot of those people are still there. Every single walk. Um, uh, what did you just uh, her name? Holly oh. Bennett. Her parents are still there unloading their truck with food. It blows my mind. There was even a time we once served fried chicken at that walk. That was a good memory. Yeah, well, uh, we're probably not going to be doing that a whole lot more. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, for me, my college graduation, which is in May, it yeah. snowed on our graduation day. So the day was awful. And, I, and so now I'm like, I don't want to donate to my college. Plus, they don't need my money. Um, and... But here, we had a hurricane, and everyone wants to come back. <laughs> like a, That's a good thing about the organization. Obviously, the organization is doing something well. So I wanted to think, there are a few other amusing anecdotes from what happened when with Joan Borowski, and one that happened between us. Oh, this was when Tony first started. Was, like, I had been here for like six or seven months, and there was the hot chocolate event. And you just yeah. got a new car, I think. I It was, okay, so... I just got a brand new car. I was so proud of that car. I had picked it up the night before, and then I picked up all the printed materials for the hot chocolate event and was on the Schuylkill Expressway, right where it intersects with the Roosevelt Boulevard in Philadelphia. And I'm driving to Hot Chocolate, which was at the Camden Aquarium, and everyone's waiting for me there, and there's this huge traffic jam. I am rear-ended by a hearse carrying a deceased person on the way to the airport to transfer the body to Ohio. That hearse bumps me into the car in front of me. 
but I somehow had to get all this stuff to Camden. And who do I call? Who do they send? Tony Heil, who's sitting right across from me now. So I have to make my way, like, reroute, because I wasn't going to come that way from the office. And I go, and I I pick up the stuff, and thankfully you're okay. But you didn't really just pick up the stuff. He was on the wrong side of the highway because he was coming from a different location. He had to walk across the highway to meet me so that I could hand him all the printed material to put in his car because my car wasn't drivable at that time. I was completely fine, but everybody to this day talks about I am the only person who could be hit by a car with a dead person. <laughs> by a dead person. <laughs> Plus, I get to go to the hot shot. Oh, what, what happened? Oh, well, there's just one dead body involved. And like, what? what? <laughs> who died? It's like, I don't know. They were at the hearse. Well, while we're on hot chocolate, I just have to say... Um, one of my other favorite moments at Hot Chocolate was when I had eaten so much candy that my front tooth got stuck on a piece of fudge and was pulled out. So I was at that Hot Chocolate event missing a tooth, my front tooth. Um, so another great Joan moment. It sounds like a calamity. It's not. It's a serious disease, but it does have, it's very, very, very funny, funny moments. Um, We have had a lot of other people involved with the organization who are very amazing, and I've had the privilege of working with, one of them is Jeff Abrams and Margaret Barry. Uh, Jeff's father had ALS, worked with Dick Cantor, who I mentioned earlier. And Jeff Abrams' father had passed away right before you got here, right? Because I think he's passed away in 96, so. Yes. And he had had ALS for quite a long time. 17 years. He did. Met Senator Jacob Javits of New York, who also had ALS. Mm -hmm. Uh, At that time, a picture is vividly in my mind of Howard Abrams with Senator Javits and Jeff there and Margaret Barry there. And these people... They, they got involved in an organization that was a tiny organization that has grown so much thanks to so many people. And, of course, I would be remiss not mentioning the infamous Ice Bucket Challenge. What year was that? That was 2014. Yes. Of course I did that. Again, a time where I screamed so loudly when I did the Ice Bucket Challenge. And I challenged people to raise money for ALS. And... Um, I couldn't speak for two days afterwards. And I hope to God that we have another something that has that much impact that raised, how much did it raise for research? Do you remember? It was remember? like $200 million. Yes, overall, for, for research. It and was I, insane. And after, so if, and I don't know if you have any interesting Ice Bucket Challenge stories from the first year, but after that, people still wanted to do it. And it's hard to redo the same thing. It's kind of, and it doesn't, it's never going to have the same magic as the first time, but you went out to Hershey and started recording the because they, they started doing some of the Hershey Chocolate World in 2015. 2016. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got to go to Chocolate World in Hershey Park, and that was a blast. And you pretty much helped organize that, like out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it was okay. It started with the Hildebrand family, and, and, and Heather Hildebrand is a mother with ALS, she's still living, she goes to Hershey Clinic, and her and her husband wanted to do some big event that would help. With the Hershey Clinic, which is amazing. And the Hershey Clinic just celebrated 20 years. So you've been around for basically the entire history of the Hershey ALS Clinic. Yep. So good for you. <laughs> and that, that was 
wonderful ice bucket challenge in Hershey with the Hildebrand family, and uh, many of the Hershey staff attended. I can't say enough good things about the Hershey Walk. It is a great walk. It started out in City Island, City Isle or something in Harrisburg, and then subsequently moved to where we have our clinic at the Penn State Milton S. Hershey Medical Center. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, anyway, when we were back at City Island, it, it was it was very, very cool. And um, there was this one family who was, still comes every year, and they used to sit there during the entire course, course of this walk knitting. And they still, to this day, knit. Knit, like with needles. Do yes, you? I understand that. <laughs> Okay. I'm letting you finish. We've had people dress up in pig outfits. you got to picture some of these walks where people really get into it, and they dress up in costume, and it's actually a lot of fun. But the, the family dressed up as pigs were an amazing, amazing group. Is that the, the walk team that sticks out to you the most, the, the team that's dressed up as pigs? I can think of lots of walk teams that, like, because I've been to now dozens of, there's, I go to, like, five walks a year. And I've been here, so that's like 30 walks that I've been to. That's amazing. I've probably been to well over 100, between 1 and 200 walks. Yeah, for 20 years. Yeah, the, the family that dressed up as pigs. Oh, wait, wait, really fast? We just had our last walk. It was in Burke, Pennsylvania, B-E-R-W-I-C-K. It wasn't our last walk. No, We're no, still no. We're going to do more. No, our most recent walk. And um, it was in honor of uh, Coach, Coach Curry. Curry who was a very famous football coach um, up in that area. And the individual who was leading the walk was carrying a gigantic football helmet for the entire walk route. Mm -hmm. You felt lazy in response. I would did. And what a group of people there. The, the, um, so I'm doing the walk route with everybody, taking pictures, which is one of my jobs here that I love to do. And... This is how great these people are. The police department is behind me in a golf cart and George Curry's son, who also happens to be the superintendent of schools in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. They're in this golf cart and they are picking up all the signs along the route for us because generally that's what staff and other volunteers has to do we have these wonderful in honor of and in memory signs and walk route signs they pick them up for us and put them in their golf cart that's the nature of a lot of people who are affiliated with these walks so you've got this guy carrying this gigantic helmet the entire time the police department and other volunteers directing traffic at intersections great sponsors and other people picking up signs for us along the route. Those yeah, I are think, really good memories. I think to have. that the, the walks, because those are the ones events we go to the most. Like you said, that that was really when the the chapter took off to another level. As we had the the festival, then the walks added on. Suddenly, it's another million dollars a year to go to ALS care, and it really brings a, the chapter forward. But that really restores your faith in humanity when you go to the walks. Everyone's positive. Absolutely, the walks, but there are also these other events that I get to work on, like the Lake Basketball Marathon. Uh, you, you can't do any better than Patty Lake Quinn and Dan Quinn, Phil Martelli, people who have supported their events. Phil Martelli is basketball coach at St. Joseph's University. And, and again, they started, they just celebrated 20 years of doing that, right? A couple of years ago, yeah. And so you 
like there you've been around for basically the entire history of the lake basketball. Actually, it was the 25th anniversary. Right, so you haven't been there whole, but the whole thing, but you've been there for most of their history. Yeah, you, you really don't do much better. Um, there have been some memorable moments at Lake Beef and Beers and Lake Basketball Marathons. We were lucky enough to get the Mummers one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, that event started uh, in one location, then it moved to Drexel Hill Middle School, then it moved to Monsignor Bonner High School, and now it's at Haverford College, and it's this October. And I can't say enough good things about the group at Haverford. And, and they Corey have, Waltz with Corey Haverford Waltz. created a whole ALS thing, and they created this new ALS community. The Joe Sports 3K, uh, the Joe Sports Memorial 83 mm-hmm. Memorial 3 is a long title. But they do this partly because they've partnered and seen what the Lake Basketball community does. Absolutely. The Phillies wives and ball girls have been involved. Some of our local, quote-unquote, celebrities brought people in broadcast. People like Michael Barkan have played. Other coaches, Fran Dunphy, Phil Martelli. Uh, and you Phillies and Michael Barkan are best friends. I love Michael Barkan. He still helps us out. Calls me Joni, which I love. And um, we've got other people in the media who... I gotta mention Bill Henley, who I always shriek with, another person who I lose my voice with. He's a meteorologist. He's responsible for the weather in the greater Philadelphia market. Mm-hmm. If it rains, it's Bill's fault. So and was that Hurricane his fault or wasn't your own? Absolutely. But no, that's Lehigh Valley, so he it's not really his. That was the No, but but he's he's in charge. He has a direct line, so oh. forget that. Michael Barkan, other people in the media who have been involved with us for a very long time. Um can I just back up to the Phillies one second? Yeah. I can't end this without talking about Harry Callis. Mm-hmm. I would get to the annual luncheon every year, and I get really nervous at events, and I would see Harry Callis and Ellen Phillips going over Harry's notes for it, and I knew that everything was going to be fine. And subsequently, when we lost Harry, and Scott Palmer took over that job as MC. I know that when they get there, it's going to be fine because they are professionals. They are masters at what they do. And how lucky am I to get to work with these people who they walk into a room and I know that there aren't going to be any screw-ups because they're going to cover them up if they happen. And, of course, things do happen. Yeah, Scott Palmer, I feel like with the way he talks, he could make anything sound fine. Like. I, if I, if my wife, hopefully she's healthy for the next hundred years, but if she got cancer and Scott Palmer told me, I would be less devastated. He's got the best voice for these events, and he just does He'd it. He'd have so a easily. cure. It's effortless. He yeah. wouldn't have the cure, but he would be able to just, he's able to speak so compassionate. And, and, you know, I was going to mention, because you saw all these people's names that have come to events, like Michael Barkham, Bill Henley, and, and, and people who are celebrities in the Philadelphia area, and the Phillies, and they're all just regular people. Like, they remember us. They could easily forget. They see lots of charities. They see lots of people, hundreds, thousands of people every year. And yet, they remember you. They know you as Joni. Yep. They remember our patients. And uh, so what's it like just as, as we leave here, knowing that when you go see somebody, they don't forget you. They don't forget you. They don't forget us. It's not just those people. It's people involved with the ALS cause. People like the Powell family who, in right. whose honor our patient services program was named. Um, what's it like when people know who I am? Well, not just you. I mean, but, like, you go to someone, like, you, if you, 
we're going to have, like, Dan Fitzpatrick from the Citizens Bank. And the big, uh, higher up, does a lot of community work, right? But he remembers ALS. You know, you don't, you have these people who it's not, it's not something they did once. Like, oh, thanks for reminding me. Like, people remember where you work. That's a pretty nice thing about being here is that, like, we do good work. The patient services department does amazing work. Ellen and the, and the board, everybody does good things. So it's nice going out and, and meeting people, and, and yet, with all that anyone else has in their head, they don't forget who we are and what we do. It's because of what we do. It's because of the patient services team. I've never seen anything like that. Because at the end of the day, they're in the forefront. They're, they're at the front of the battlefield dealing with this disease. And they do such a good job and make our organization look so good. Sometimes people ask me, a lot of times, how do you still work there? How do you deal with such a devastating illness? And I always say, it's the easiest ask in the world because what I have behind me is a group of people who care so deeply. Our staff, our volunteers, and then all those people who you just mentioned, the Dan Fitzpatricks, the Dan Hilferties of the world, who don't forget who we are. And what what more can I say? That's a really great place to be. Yeah. But um, what's that expression? I, somebody stands on the shoulders of somebody else? Right, that happened in the Batman Lego movie. <laughs> okay, okay. If you have any questions, call me, six, uh, 215-664-4128, or email me at joan at alsphiladelphia.org. And even if I can't answer it, I'll answer it anyway. So give a good answer. But it, for everyone that's listening, there's a lot that we can celebrate and recognize in the last, not 20 years, but 40 years as we honor the promise, advance our mission, uh, come to our gala on November 9th at V in Philadelphia. The Hooters will be there. Mitch Album will be there. Uh, the Phillies uh, representatives will be there. Uh, so go to www.alsphiladelphia.org gala and make sure to follow us on our website, alsphiladelphia.org, and on social media, all the channels, at ALS Philadelphia. Thanks, Joan, for 20 years and for lots. We could be telling stories for the next hour, like hours. Can I just stay here for some more? Um, well, you can stay here, yes, but I'm going to turn this <laughs> off because it's, it's part two is over. And uh, thank you all for listening and being part of our chapter. And maybe we'll do more of these soon. I can't wait. Well, thank you all for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes.